I promise we're going to get through the Gospel of Luke, but this morning we're only covering four verses. <laughs> okay, you, you, you get into it and you say, you know, listen, I'd really love to tackle more than one, but the next uh, huge section is, is Jesus and the demon-possessed uh, man, and that one de- deserves and demands a little bit of time. And, and this uh, four verses really does have a lot for us. And so just four verses we're going to read this morning, starting in verse 22. It says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and they set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and he rebuked the wind and the raging waters and the storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. Just going to share three things with you this morning that I think are really, really important for us. And here's the first: I want you to see this morning that the storms of life will come. The the, the storms of life will will come. If we're going to understand this passage correctly, um, we 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 need um, to kind of shore up our theology, our thoughts about God, and and specifically our thoughts about God and this thing called suffering. Okay, uh, these things called trials or, or struggles or storms. If, if we're going to understand this passage correctly, we need to know who God is, and we need to know who God is in the midst of suffering. That's really, really in, important. And I say that because many Christians today have a wrong view of God when it comes to suffering. Okay, a, a lot of Christians today, uh, there's this thought in in the American church culture, uh, specifically uh, of of the word. Um, movement or, or the gospel, uh, the prosperity gospel movement, um, that all the trials and sufferings that we face are a result of a lack of faith or a lack of obedience on our part, okay? So I'm, I'm going to say that again. There, there's a movement, word of faith movement or the prosperity gospel movement, and it's really affected a lot of American church culture where, where many people honestly believe that every trial they face, every storm they find themselves in, it is a result of either their lack of faith or their lack of obedience. Basically, that, that every uh, trial, every struggle, every suffering um, is basically punishment because we didn't believe enough, we didn't give enough, or we didn't do enough. And the problem, of course, with that kind of mindset is, is, is the Bible. Like, that's really the problem with that, it is, is just, it is just the Bible. If you study the Bible in its entirety, if, if you were going to take any subject like God and suffering, and you were going to study it from Genesis all the way to Revelation, we would call that systematic theology. That, that's systematically taking one subject and seeing what the whole of Scripture says. And when you see what the whole of Scripture says about God and about suffering, this is what you find. If, if we study it in its entirety, we find that it is true that sin has consequences. Right? That's absolutely true. Sin has, has consequences. It, it does. And, and many of the problems that we face in life are, in fact, a result of our own choices, are they not? Right? We can't deny that. A lot of times we, we make stupid choices and we have to pay the consequence. We, we, have, to, we, we have to deal with, with the result of our choices. 
So, so yes, you, you may say, well, yes, yeah, some of the storms that I face in life are a result of my sin. Well, that's true, some. But this is also true. There are many times in life that you will face problems. There are many times in life that you will have struggles and trials that are completely unrelated to the choices that you make. There are many times in life that you will have problems. And those problems have nothing to do with the choices that you make. You face those problems because you're living, because you're alive, because you're, you're, you're breathing. They're a result of the fact that we live in a fallen world. This is what Jesus was teaching on in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. He's trying to explain this. And he says this, Matthew 5, 45. He, he's speaking of his father. He says, he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Do you know what Jesus is saying there? He's saying, listen, everyone in life has to face storms. It's, it's going to rain on everyone. It's going to rain on the obedient and the disobedient. It's going to rain on the righteous and the, and the unrighteous. Everyone is going to have trouble in this thing called life. And please hear me. It's not a matter of whether you'll face a storm. It's a matter of when the storm will come. Because we all face storms. We all have trials and, and problems. And it is so important that we know this truth. And this is what I want you to see. Look at verse 22 very closely. It says, one day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got in a boat and they set out. Did you notice that? Did you catch that? The disciples are walking in obedience. Jesus said, hey, get in the boat, let's cross over. And they said, yes, Lord. And they got in the boat and they crossed over. They're they're not sinning here. This isn't because of their sin. This isn't because of lack of faith. The lack of faith comes later after the storm arises. They're walking in obedience to the Lord's commands and out of nowhere a storm comes. It has nothing to do with their actions. It has nothing to do with their lack of faith. It isn't because they didn't give enough or because they didn't believe enough. The storm comes in the midst of them walking in obedience. Friends, I think that's huge. It's not a result of their sin. It's not caused by their lack of faith. This storm is a result of life. It's, it's a result of just living and breathing. And some of you need to hear that today because some of you are going through a mighty storm and you have examined yourself and you have checked yourself and you still feel terrible. You know, what did I do, God? What did I do? Sometimes you did nothing. Sometimes you walked in obedience and the storm came. Because we all face storms. It's part of this thing called life. It's part of this thing called life. It rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. We've got to understand that when bad things happen, it's not always because of something that we've done. Sometimes it is. But it's not always because of something we've done. Okay, number two. See this with me uh, this morning. Either Jesus has got you or the storm will get you. Either Jesus has got you or the storm will get you. And and I want you to keep in mind our first point. I need you to understand what I'm not saying. I'm not saying here 
<clears throat> that if you follow Jesus, you won't face storms in life, right? Because we just said the opposite. We, 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 we just said that, that the, the storms come for the righteous and the unrighteous. I mean, we just said the disciples are walking in obedience. So I'm not saying that if you follow Jesus, you'll have a storm-free life because Jesus actually says the, the opposite of that. John 16, uh, he says, in this world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble. See, guys, what I'm talking about, though, what I'm talking about here is, is focus and fear. What I'm talking about here is, is focus and fear. When I say either Jesus has got you or the storm is going to get you, I'm talking about focus and I'm talking about fear because there are only two places you can turn in the middle of a storm. Ready? There's only two places you can turn in the middle. Only two things you can do. Number one, you, you can turn to Jesus, you can focus on Jesus, and you can trust that he's got this. That, that, that's the first reaction. And, and, and so Jesus actually calls the disciples out a little bit. Why, why, why do you have so little faith? But at least they turn to Jesus. <laughs> at least they turn to Jesus. That, that, that's the first thing we should do. But the other option is, if we don't focus on Jesus, we're going to focus on the wind and the waves. We're going to focus on the storm and its effects. We're, we're going to be consumed with fear. They thought they were going to die. Fishermen, professional fishermen on the sea, afraid that they are going to die. You will either focus on Jesus, you will either trust that he's got this, or you will focus on the storm. You will be consumed by fear and consumed by trying to figure out how to get out of it. It, it, it will take over your, your life. This is the heart of what Jesus teaches in Matthew 6 when he teaches about fear and worry. Says this in Matthew 6, 31 through 33. He says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Either the storm gets you, it consumes your life, you run around after all these things. It's implied in that text that you never get them, by the way. So focused on the problems. We don't have enough money. If we had a little bit more money, we'd do this. So we, we, we're so focused on the problems that all we do is, is, is stress ourselves out over trying to figure them out. Anybody been there? I don't know if we can make it. Well, we're, well let's, let's buckle down. We'll figure this out. We're so focused on the problems that we forget about the provider. And those problems consume us. And they wreck our relationships. And they affect our marriages. They, they give us physical problems. We, we, we start having, having stress and, and heartache and hurt. Because we're focused on the problems. I'm telling you. Either Jesus has got you, or that storm is going to get you. It will eat you up. It, 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 will, it will take every ounce of everything you have. Or, you can focus on Jesus. You can put him first. And you can let him provide the all and all. This is all these things will be given unto you as well. Lastly, uh, just a gentle reminder in the midst of storms, okay? We must remember that we're victorious regardless of the outcome of the storms we face. We are victorious regardless of the outcome 
of the storms we face. I'm going to be honest with you. Some of the storms that you face may not end well. I, 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 I could be the name it, claim it guy on TV and tell you that Jesus will calm every storm in your life. I, 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 could, I, could, I could sing the song, sometimes he calms the storm and sometimes he calms his child. Sometimes you're going to freak out and the ship is going to sink. Love you. Welcome to, like, that's reality. That's real life. Okay? Some, some areas of your life may die. That, that's, that's the fishermen, professional fishermen, and they, they think they're about to die, and, and, and that's, that's the reality of it. And so, so the next few weeks as we, we work through the rest of this chapter, um, this battle between good and evil is going to continue, and that's what these four stories are about. We start here with, with a storm. It, it's, it's showing us this tension, this battle between good and evil in the world. And, and then there's the demon-possessed man, and then there's the dead girl, and then there's the sick woman, and this is what we're going to walk through. And all of these address the evil that is prevalent in our world. And here Luke frames our conversation with this truth. Because of Jesus, the, the storms, the trials, the suffering, the evil can be overcome. That's, that's his point. Because of Jesus, this stuff is going to be overcome. Because of Jesus, God can bring good out of it. That, that's Romans eight twenty eight, isn't it? And, and we know in all things that God works for the good of those that love him who have been called according to his purpose. So this last point is meant to serve as a reminder. One thing that we need to cling to. This reminder, no matter what, we overcome. No matter what, we win, right? And we need to cling to that because, let's face it, some of the storms that we face in life are pretty scary, aren't they? They're they're, they're pretty difficult. These fishermen that are about to drown, they think, in the sea, the place that they've been raised. Don't don't you wonder, how old was Peter the first time he got in a boat? I'm sure his dad was a fisherman. Probably raised, you know, at an early age. He, he's so, I mean, and you think about Andrew. These guys were raised on, on the sea. They, they, they know it like the back of their hand. They're freaking out. They're afraid they're going to die. And that, that raises the question, what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen in, in, in the storm you're facing right now, right? Maybe it's, you have a heart attack. You're so stressed out, you can't take it anymore, you have a heart attack and die. It could happen. Maybe, maybe the cancer comes back. Maybe the divorce is, is finalized. The storm could kill you. It, 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 it could get you. But you've got to remember who has you. Even if the storm gets you, you win. You win. Let's revisit John 16. This time I'll add the second half of the verse. John 16, 33. In this world you will have trouble. Here's the second half of the verse. But take heart. I have overcome the world. See, that's the rest of the story. Intentionally left out the first time, by the way. Here's the truth about storms. Ready? As followers of Christ. You might want to write this down. I I stole it from a really smart guy. Ready? As followers of Christ... We are not free from the storms. We are not helpless in the storms. But we will overcome the storms. As followers of Christ, we're not free from trouble. We are not helpless in trouble. But ultimately, even if trouble sinks us, we will overcome trouble because of Jesus, because of what he has done, because of the cross, because of the resurrection. 
no matter the outcome, even if they kill us, they cannot defeat us. We will overcome. So what do we do when we understand uh, suffering and, and the role that it plays and, and who God is in the midst of suffering? And uh, I'll just give you a couple things to think about this week. Number one, I would challenge you um, to be ready, right? To be ready. Uh, I've lived in a couple places in my life that you had to be ready. And uh, one of those, I was born and raised in, in, in Gulf Coast, Friendswood, which is in between Houston and Galveston. So we were close enough, we could still get some pretty serious stuff from hurricanes. And that's always the big deal with the family. Like, you know, are, are we going to pack up and leave? Or are we going to sit here and, and wait it out? And I remember uh, we waited out Alicia, and that wasn't real smart. Uh, and uh, so, uh, but if, if you were, if you raised in that area, you knew what to do, right? I mean, you, you had plywood, you kept it in a certain place in the garage, you already had holes in your house, you took out the plywood. If you were smart, you marked them so the holes matched up the second time. If you weren't smart, that took a little longer for you to get ready, and, and, you, and you, you put plywood over your windows, and you just shut the doors, and you have water on hand, and, and it is what it is. And if the power goes out, you have a awesome barbecue and eat everything that was in the deep freeze, and you never forget, like, oh my gosh, Mom, you remember that time we ate steak and fajitas? And she's like, yeah, it was all going bad. So, uh, woohoo. And, and that's, and that's what, but you're prepared. You have a plan, right? You're ready. So, so then we moved up to the panhandle. Totally opposite of hurricanes, right? Hurricanes, they tell you two weeks ahead of time, the hurricane might be coming and you get to make the decision. Will we, will we board up the, the house or will we leave? You know, and you, you make that decision. Uh, we, up in the panhandle, it's all tornadoes. Oh my gosh, I hate tornadoes. Can I just say that? Freaked me. I, I can't stand them. I, I watched Twister as a, as a young kid. You know, great. Like, I remember the cow in the Twister. That thing. And it freaked me out forever. So I'm like done. And, and so uh, the first time we're there and sirens go off, I'm like, oh, we don't have a basement. And, and, but our, our friends across the street went to church with us did. And so we're like running across the street, which is probably not wise to do in a tornado. But we're, we're going down to their basement. Um, and and, and you, again, if you live there, you just know it. If you live in Tornado Alley, you have a basement. You know what to do. You're prepared. You're ready, right? Well, friends, as Christians, get ready. Because the storms are going to come. I'm telling you now, you know they're going to come. They're going to come. As long as you're living and breathing, you're going to face difficulty. And often you're going to face difficulty in the midst of obedience. I'm telling you now, get ready for it. Say, I don't know what's wrong. I'm I'm listening to the Lord. I'm doing what he says. I'm doing everything right. And look, everything's a mess. Yeah, it's called living. Welcome. You have an enemy, by the way. He hates you. He wants to destroy you. In the midst of obedience, he'll come after you. Be ready. Don't be caught off guard. Please, don't be one of those Christians that, that when life is good, God is great. And the moment it turns, it's all God's fault. God told you the storms would come. Jesus said, you're going to have trouble. So how come every time trouble comes, we act like we're shocked? Jesus said, life is going to be tough, but it's going to be worth it. Follow me. So please know the truth. For some of you, maybe that brings peace this morning because you've been in the midst of a struggle and you've been searching, what, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? And maybe this morning you, you just hear, you haven't done anything. <laughs> you, you walked in obedience is what you did and, and this is part of life. And so maybe some of that guilt can be removed from you this morning. 
Second thing I would challenge you to do because of this text is to focus on Jesus. Right? Remember, either he's got you or the storm is going to get you. Uh, and, and, and this is what I would say. Um, you know, the book of Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Like Jesus has done this Christian thing perfectly because he's the Christ. And, and here's what I'm going to tell you now. If you don't train yourself to look to Jesus when everything's perfect, then when everything's going crazy, you're not going to look to him either. Can, can I say that again? If, if you're not looking at Jesus in the calm seas, then when they begin to rage, you're going to struggle. Okay? So, so this is about training. Focus on Jesus now. Start looking to Jesus now. Because let me tell you this, when life is good and you immediately look to Jesus, it, it, something's going to click when, when, when everything starts to break loose. You're going to look to Jesus because that is your habit. So let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Let us start now so that when things get bad, it's a good habit, okay? And lastly, I would just I'm challenge you this morning to remember who wins. Just remember who wins. Ever been in a moment in life where you felt like things were so tough it was almost hard to breathe? Be honest. Ever, ever had one of those moments that life got so bad that, that you really didn't want to get out of it? You didn't tell anybody, but you, you don't have to raise hands now because it's like, oh, we've all been with depressed. There are times you don't want to get out of bed. There, there are times you want to walk away. There are times you want to give up. There are times that you don't think there's any hope. There are times that you don't think it could ever get better. Because we're short-sighted, by the way. If, if any of that describes you, you just need to hear me this morning. Just remember who wins. You know the worst thing that could happen to me, according to the world, is I could die. Actually, the worst thing that could happen to me is I could have to speak at somebody's funeral in public, right? That's the worst thing. More people are afraid of, of speaking in public than dying. Uh, so, so just, you know. The worst thing that could happen, it, it could kill me. That's the worst thing? Really? That's the worst thing you can do. Because I, I, I have everlasting life because of Jesus. So the worst thing that you can do is kill this physical body. And I get a better one? I get a resurrection body? What? Tall, dark, and handsome finally? Yes. It's coming. Yeah. It's the worst thing you can do. Friends, we've overcome. We just need to remember we've overcome. If that doesn't change your attitude about the problems you're facing, I don't know what can. They can't get you, right? They may sink you. What's the worst thing, the problem you're facing today? Could, what is the worst thing? So well, I could lose my house. Yep, there'll be another one. I could lose my job. Absolutely. A lot of jobs out there. They, they may not be as, as fancy as the one you have, right? It's the worst thing that could happen. I, I could die. You could. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This is, was, that was Paul's great struggle in life. I, I, don't, I don't know what I should do. I don't know what's better. <laughs> I mean, to stay here with you guys and, and to be able to write half the New Testament or go be with Jesus. I, I really want to go be with Jesus, but I think you guys need me for a little longer, so I'll keep writing. It's the worst thing that could happen, right? Remember who wins. I, I challenge you. I challenge you.